The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another exciting edition of WCBA, powered, of course, by Evergy. First, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us, follow us. We truly appreciate you checking us out. In the house, Soma Therapy and Psychiatric Services E. Yes, we're really excited. We have Jenny here with us today. How's it going? It's good. How are you guys doing? Ah, life is grand. Yes. And it's better now that we have you here with us to tell your story. Thank you. I'm grateful to be here. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So I co-own Soma Therapy, and we actually just acquired new perspectives oh, wow. as of last week as Whoa. well. Congratulations. Thank nice. you. Thank you. Thank you. So this is very like fresh out of the oven. Yes. So um, you heard it here yes. first. Yep. You yes. come in showing out. Yes. Good uh -huh. Lord. Okay. Yes. But I, so my background, I'm actually a licensed clinical marriage and family therapist. And uh, I introduce myself now as business owner first, because mm -hmm. that's the majority of what I do throughout the week. And I see maybe two or three clients. Um, I'm still, I still love being a part of that piece and understanding the clinical piece of mental health. I think that just informs and creates the passion for the business. Yeah. Um, but my day to day, I am I'm doing all the the business owner, HR, multi hat roles, mm -hmm. delegating, hiring, all that good stuff. So that yeah. is that's pretty awesome. You know, you you see a lot of um, and so I went to friends for my master's. And so um, I go back and sometimes do mentoring there. And you see a lot of people who are in the classes and as they're trying to decide what they're going to do with their therapy and how they're, if they're going to go up to the clinical side, if they're going to go to private side or what are they going to do with it? And so did you know that you were going to be a business owner? Like when you got your, you know, that's, that's a great question. I eventually knew I wanted to own a practice and run a practice I didn't know that it would look like how Soma has grown, and I didn't know that I would do it so quickly mm. in my career. I had originally planned on opening up Soma with some other business owners, and at last minute, that didn't come to fruition, and I decided to go for it anyway mm. um, by myself without that experience. And I think, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I think that was actually an incredible blessing and a gift in a way, and I was able to use that and... Um, I gave myself one year. I was like, I'm going to try this out for one year yeah. to A, see how it goes and B, see if I actually enjoy this piece. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you think you have this idea in your mind, but you don't really know until you're actually in the grind of something right. what it's going to look like. And so 
sure enough, I fell in love with that part of it as well. And things went well enough the first year. I won't lie, the first six months were a little messy. <laughs> a little, little struggle bus. A little bit but... of a struggle bus. I'll totally be real about that and own that piece. And then I feel like by the time I got to my first year and then into my second year, things really started taking off. I was able to learn from so many different experiences and grow and hire and delegate. And um, and yeah, and now we're almost four years in mm-hmm. um, and we have, you know, 50 plus providers um, and now awesome. we have new perspectives as well. So it's kind of been quite a journey. That is something. So you were you working for someone else initially or did you and then after you understood how, because I I would imagine it's quite different than uh, being the business owner as opposed to only, you know, and I guess as a therapist, you, it is kind of your own business, right? Because each client and then, but dealing with insurance, I mean, that in itself, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So initially I started about the first year and a half to two years, I was just doing my own private practice. And prior to that, I'd actually done coaching. So I knew I wanted to be in private practice. I was, I was kind of the weirdo that knew exact that that was the path yeah, I wanted that to is go. Not um, the case usually. Yeah. And I already, I was already writing things. I was already putting myself out there and marketing and learning about marketing. And so I think I had a little bit of a leg up on that because I was doing that during, you know, the coaching piece in grad school. And then afterwards, Mm -hmm. um, I was already working on the marketing piece, learning insurance, all those different pieces, because that's what I was doing for my own practice. And then, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's remarkable. Kudos to you for that, because that, like I said, isn't always the case. And so now you have, you've been running this business successfully. Let's talk about the merger. So, okay. Well, yeah. So you decided you were like, okay, we're at this place and this opportunity presented itself or were you seeking this opportunity? With new perspectives? Yes. We were seeking it. And I put that in a question mark space because I think the decision process was, do we expand SOMA to an additional office space and location? Do we go vertical? So we offer either offering higher levels of care or do we acquire another business that's basically the same type of practice and try that route as far as our growth and expansion. And we decided we wanted to try acquisition because we'd already grown twice to two different locations. And so this is our first adventure in that piece. Okay. Um, and so far, I mean, you're asking me the first two weeks, so yeah. it's, it's a little <laughs> bit t- tough for me to say exactly how that's going. Sure. I mean, it's definitely stressful and exciting and nerve wracking all at once, uh-huh. but I'll come back to that in about six months okay. and tell you All if right. we feel like that was actually the best decision. All right. That's fair. That's fair. And I apologize. Not a merger. It was an acquisition. It was an acquisition. Okay. Yeah, and my sure. apologies. No, you're totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. So you do your your suite of services. You you offer, you said marriage and family counseling, individual therapy. Individual. Mm-hmm. And what about co-host counseling? Co-host. You know, because I need some you know. help. <laughs> I've been quiet, waiting my I'm turn. I'm just asking because Mm-mm. this is a serious thing. <laughs> it's a real question, okay? It's a real thing. Oh, oh my gosh. Welcome so. to my world. <laughs> you know, I, I will say it's funny you mentioned that because recently me and another therapist, we've gone out into the community and talked about workplace mental health. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the things that gets neglected is people go and see somebody individually, but 
you spend most of your time at work. Yeah. And so, and the people you're with, you're probably spending more time with them than your significant other. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so people, they, they understand and prioritize, you know, marital counseling and couples counseling, but they don't realize the relationships you have at work directly impact your quality of life. Yeah. And so, and that's, I mean, that's just to throw out there, like that's, that's a different opportunity for our community too, is how do we recognize like we, you do need good communication at work. You do need healthy dynamics. Y'all do probably, you know, every now and then there's going to be conflict and things that come up that you're mm-hmm. um, having to navigate. But, uh, but yeah, so I appreciate you bringing that up because that's real. Yeah, yeah, it um, is a real more thing. now than then. And so, and, and so, <laughs> so. <laughs> see what I'm talking about. This is why <laughs> I like the humor, though. This shows me you guys like know how to navigate this with grace, right? <laughs> so even, in, but you know that that's a good point. Even in our businesses, right? If we are in small groups, are there some tips or or tricks of? I guess it wouldn't be a trick of the trade, but you know, some tips that we can employ in our small group settings to help us cope with different things, um, or or work together more cohesively or listen better, you know? Yeah. Ooh, I, don't, I wish I had like the top three tips for that. Okay. I think I think the biggest piece is understanding that people view the world differently and how can we communicate with those differences and how can we be open to that in a way that we're actually able to receive feedback. I feel like half of the issues that you know, I, I mean, we have a workplace, we have an administrative team, and mm-hmm. a lot of the things we see are either somebody had a miscommunication and, and saw something a certain way, and it was simply just a miscommunication. Yeah. And a big thing we try to really enforce is that direct communication first. I think a lot of workplaces, and I, you know, I'm only speaking towards my type of workplace because I, I understand that the dynamics are going to be different mm-hmm. in bigger corporations. However, it's been such a gift to see my admin team grow in their own ability to communicate directly with each other, with us. Because when they come to me, if they're like, hey, this thing happened and so-and-so said this thing, the first thing we say is, have you tried communicating it with that person first? Mm-hmm. And then if they have and it, it just still isn't going places, that's when leadership might step in and help you know, with that conflict resolution. But I've seen them be become more empowered and develop confidence because they're able to actually go to each other versus this environment where people don't feel like they can have that direct communication. Mm -hmm. So I know that this is not like, there's no one size fits all Mm -hmm. tip, but I think learning how to communicate and, and realizing that a lot of the things we take personally are not personal at work is really big. So, because sometimes, you know, you'll see email and you're like, Mm. wait a minute. Yeah. Did they just let me read this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. Was there an explanation mark there? And was that yeah, directive yeah. for? OK, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, yes. Yeah. And if it is, how do we have those hard conversations? Right. right? And exactly. with, with respect and dignity, with respect and dignity. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. When I get those emails, I wait. I got a rule. 24 seconds, 24 minutes, or 24 hours to respond. <laughs> so that's what I do. Because some of them will come and say, hmm, that had a little has heat a little on heat. it. Yeah. Yes, so, that had a then, little heat. Yeah, so you got to. Per that, my that's previous just me. email, I said. <laughs> per my previous email. That's classic. Yeah, that is classic. Excellent. Did you grow up here? I did not. I grew okay. up in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, yeah. ATL. ATL. Peach tree. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> when did you uh, arrive in Wichita? About nine years ago. Okay. Yeah. 
And where did you go to college? My undergrad was at the University of Georgia, and then I got my master's here at Friends University. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, yeah. welcome to Wichita. Don't leave. <laughs> so, not- you know, the funny story is I did have a really bad attitude about Wichita when I first got here. I had that two-year game plan to get out of here. And, uh, <laughs> get I've, out of here. Yes. And here's and I, I want to speak to this because I yes. think that in the years that I've been here, I've seen it grow and develop and become a place that— I want to be a part of, and Mm -hmm. I'm excited to be a part of. And so I think I want to share that because I think coming from Atlanta and like other cities, I was like, oh, Wichita, you know, it's, mm, you know, I had these (laughs) views about it. And and now it's, I just have grown to really appreciate it and the development and the humans here. And so um, I'm glad I gave it an opportunity because I really did come in with a bad mindset. Well, she said a bad attitude about it. I did. I totally (laughs) did. It was a, even like she was like well I came in with a bad <laughs> so like I'm, I'm curious now that you've opened this yeah, up sorry please, no, do yeah, it. so yeah. what was your perspective from the outside coming good. in what what it, what was Wichita like from your perspective never even being here yeah so I think I had these false preconceptions that it was just gonna be you know sl- slower pace mm-hmm. people weren't up to date with things there wouldn't be as much culture there wouldn't be like we had on um, overalls and like yeah. I mean like <laughs> where's the internet you know and I well, I make that joke but even when I would come back home for for Christmas my family would make that joke of like so when are you getting out of getting out of Wichita like getting the heck out of Dodge uh-huh. like it was kind of that yeah. same idea again not realizing Wichita does have a lot of business, culture, different things. You have to find some things. I won't lie. Like, you do have to, like, be intentional and seek certain things yeah. out versus, you know, sure. growing up in Atlanta, I feel like and it it's was there. everywhere. Right? Right, right, right. But I think the the journey is is seeking it out and staying and, and spreading that message and, and awareness so that we're bringing more and more of those things to Wichita versus, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting the heck out of Dodge, so to speak. Yeah. So. Excellent. Yeah. Well, that's good news. Yeah. I'm glad that you have yeah. found the the joy, and I'm yeah. hope that you are, you know, bringing your family here so they can experience and see that yeah. Wichita is not uh, the perception that they have that it's much greater than that, and and that they enjoy a lot of the things, amenities that they enjoy in Atlanta is because of great Kansans who have created those things. Yes. And a lot of people don't know the history on, on those things. But I won't get into that. It's about you today, right? Yeah. No, you're absolutely <laughs> right, though. That's Wichita. Yeah, actually. you're absolutely right, though. So did you come to Wichita, if you can say, did you come to yeah. Wichita to go to Friends? You know, I came here because of an ex-boyfriend okay. before. I, I, now. I, I, I no, wasn't you're totally trying to fine. go there. I'm but, like, no, yeah, I, okay. I'm totally keeping yeah. it real. I was in a transitional period of my life and and I didn't have decisions made. And the funny part was I was actually, so I applied to both Kansas State and Friends, got into both, Ooh, but decided, to, stay, decided <laughs> to go to Friends. Yeah. And I think, again, looking back, I think that was a great decision. It was. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was, I originally had that idea that I was, you know, again, getting out of Wichita right. and then a year in, I was like, no, I actually... I like it here a lot more than I thought I would. That's yeah, a great that's perspective. I think the chamber should bottle that and figure out how to get more uh, conversation with yeah. you on that. Because you awesome. coming to Wichita from GA is just, yeah, because normally people flee to GA, right. you know, from right. Wichita or Dallas or whatever. But yeah. you coming here and with that attitude, I won't say it was bad, just an attitude. And then <laughs> you stayed nine years mm-hmm. still. Yeah. And yeah. it don't look like you're trying to roll back. So uh, that's mm-hmm. 
That's a Wichita win. That is a win. <laughs> Excellent. So um, how would you define success? We're going to go to break in a minute, but how would you define success hmm. in what you're doing right now? I think a lot of people think of success and business in terms of numbers and not to discount that because I do think numbers matter mm -hmm. and data matters. And I think how you get to those numbers matters as far as the long-term game. I think that um, if you're just playing short-term game, just focus on the numbers. But I think what I've found to be just very personally rewarding and then it's manifested in the numbers as well has been really being intentional about the how, how we do things and the people. Because if how you do things isn't aligned with your values and you're genuinely enjoying, like people say labor of love, but like it is genuinely a labor of love. That's something that you can continue to grow and build on versus I don't know. To me personally, it's not meaningful to just live off of the numbers. Like, yes, that's great because you need things to survive and thrive as a business. But how you how you get about or how you do that matters. And so success to me is is getting to those numbers while also building intention and doing it in a way that you can be proud of. I love that. Well, friends, it's time to hear a word from our sponsors, but we'll be back to hear more from Jenny and Soma Therapy. Seeing the world of energy differently means looking forward and innovating now. It's why we've invested in a next-gen infrastructure, one capable of providing energy to you more dependably than anything before it, so you can focus on what matters most. Reliable, sustainable, affordable energy that puts you first. That's everything to us. Evergy, the utility company. At Coke, our Wichita roots run deep. As part of this community, we strive to build strong partnerships with local organizations and create opportunities for our hometown businesses and entrepreneurs. From teaching kids STEM to supporting community resources and funding grants for local educators, we're proud to support Wichita and the amazing work happening throughout our city. Interested in learning more? See how we do it at cokeict.com. That's K-O-C-H-I-C-T.com. All right, friends, we're back here with Jenny. Not from the block, but Jenny from... <laughs> so, Jenny, we were talking about you being in Wichita and you, you know, really growing your business here. So is there anything in our ecosystem that you think is missing or that could help aid your business? Yeah, this is a great question. I want to be thoughtful, so I'm taking my time on this. The first thing that comes to mind, though, is we don't have higher levels of care for mental health outside of substance abuse. Mm. And so I think to have more of those resources, especially for those who are struggling. I mean, we have, okay, we do have some acute care, but nothing long-term for, you know, those struggling with severe and persistent illness, severe complex PTSD, eating disorders, things like that. So what does that look like? It Well, there's different levels of that, but I, you know, at its highest, it would be having an inpatient facility or a residential facility where people could stay long-term mm -hmm. and get those resources that they need for, you know, for instance, for eating disorders, we have to send people to um, Texas and Colorado and Chicago because mm -hmm. um, there's nothing close. But actually, the closest is in Tulsa. But yeah, there's nothing here locally for those folks. And so it's really? a lot. Yeah. And it's a lot harder for the, them to get access to care because of insurance 
issues. If you have Medicaid, it's it's impossible. almost impossible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just, you know, resources for, you know, taking care of all those other pieces of your life while you go and get the help you need. Um, so as far as like the mental health piece, I think we're missing a lot of those. And even what we call um, intensive outpatient programs. So that would be the next level of in between hospitalization and uh, seeing your your therapist, you know, one or two times a week, depending on the severity of your concerns. Um, there's this level where you you see somebody for multiple hours and you have medication management, um, but it's just that step down care between the higher level and mm-hmm. the lower levels of care. We just don't have those resources, and so anybody needing more intensive care, um, I feel like they either go without or they have to go to a different state. For that. I think the other thing too is more collaboration amongst our nonprofits. Mm. We have an amazing community of nonprofits, but the one thing that I've, and again, I'm, st- I'm still learning a lot, so I could be speaking out of hand, but what I've just noticed is I, I just wish there was better communication and pooling of resources because yeah. there's so many that have similar passions and drives, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's some of them that don't always collaborate. And so something I could wish for our community is how do we how do we set up incentives for for folks to collaborate and make that make sense? Because I'm sure there's a lot of reasons behind why that may not make sense right now. No, you're you're spot on, and it's something that Don has talked about for a number of years. And as you know, um, as a corporation who seeks to um, to help nonprofits and to pour into them where we can, either through resources or through employees or through gifting of dollars or whatever that looks like. We look for those organizations who want to partner with other mm-hmm. organizations and collaborate. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you're you absolutely right. You're right. You're spot on yeah. in my analysis. And that's mm-hmm. what matters. My analysis. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Welcome to my world. Oh, my no, this is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. So, yeah. uh, okay. So, well, thank you for sharing that. And yeah. my other question to you is, you know, there's a lot of places people can go seek help. Why would we go to Soma Therapy? Why you? What's your brand? What mm-hmm. what makes you different or unique? Yeah, that's a great question. We There's a few different things I think that is unique about us and, and just the way we've been able to grow and develop over the last few years. One of the things is we answer and return every single phone call mm-hmm. and every single um, online message. You know, some of the feedback we've gotten from people calling in has been, thank you for picking up. Yeah. Thank you for returning my phone call. Mm-hmm. And I know that that sounds like very surface level, but that's something that can be really hard, especially when you finally make the decision to seek help. Agreed. It's hard to do. So having somebody return your call, answer the phone. And I think a lot of the other mental health resources have been overwhelmed, understandably. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't blame them. They just don't have the time and the resources like we do to answer every single phone call because how we built our systems. The other thing is if we don't have somebody who can serve you, we will give you a referral. And our intake coordinator and how she trains the others who do intake, she gets so incredibly passionate about it. This is what I admire about her. She's like, all right, we don't have this thing. I need to find a resource. Like Mm -hmm. she wants to make sure that if they're calling us, we connect you to somebody. Because again, we know that that's a hard phone call to make for a lot of folks. And so that's a big piece is we want to connect people to resources, even if it's not us. So we refer out all the time and connect people to different resources in the community. And that's that's part of what we care about and, you know, connecting, which attends in general to the yeah. mental health resources. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the other thing too is, is our therapist, they, 
we have ongoing learning and they really care about the areas that they specialize in. Like that's something that I look for when I hire is I want a therapist who is really passionate about those areas and just leans into them and loves them and loves their clients. We don't just fit anybody with anything. It's not like, hey, you have this insurance, so we're going to throw you with this person. Mm -hmm. We really do it based on a good, what we call a good clinical fit. And I think that when it's great for the therapist, it's great for the client. That's when you see the most outcomes for success in therapy. Um, just making sure that that relationship and alliance is, is critical. And the other thing too, is we've been adding a lot of different providers. So we have medication management, we have a yoga instructor. We're trying to bring in these different pieces of mental health so people can connect the dots that your brain and your your mind or your brain and your body are attached and, and working on your mental health means addressing these different areas. Yeah. And we see the best clinical outcomes when people are actually working on both the brain and the body parts of their mental health and healing. Yeah, I love that. And everything you just said is so true. I know many times, like you said, it is it's difficult to make that initial call. And if someone's not answering, then you'd be like, oh, well, see, I you know, mm-hmm. don't need help or finally make it and you leave a message or then they can't help and then they don't refer anyone. Then you're like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. So those things are great. Back on this mental health thing, it just seemed like, I don't want to be bad here, It seemed like there's a lot of talk about mental health, Mm. but from where I'm sitting, the the needle is not moving. I mean, but we seem like there's a lot of talk about the awareness of it, Mm -hmm. but how do we attack, how do we fix it or whatever? Is is the needle moving or is it, (laughs) help me understand. (laughs) I want to make sure I understand your question. What do you mean by the needle moving? I mean, it seemed like, the, the needle is moving on the awareness. Okay, we do have a mental health issue. Yes. But as far as how to attack it, seem like I don't see it moving maybe as much. At all is probably harsh, but can it, how do we fix it, I guess, the mental health issue that we seem to, because back in the day, if you said you went to a counselor, you you're you're over here. You mm-hmm. you're not part of the general population. I mean, because they think something's wrong with you. Now we then got to the point where it seems like it's okay to see a counselor. Right. We then got that part. Right. Now how do we? It just seems like there's no. It seems like I don't know how, how I'm saying. It. it just seems like we recognize there's a big problem and don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Well. And that might not be fair. Yeah. But. And it might be. I I think there's different parts to this because the first thing I think of is we are finally gathering awareness that people, so the average person would wait about 11 years after the onset of mental health symptoms to actually seek treatment in the past. I think that's what you're talking about. And now they're not, which is great. We're realizing like, you know, (laughs) there's actually like they did a study, there's like green uh, yellow, orange, and red levels of mental health. And most people would wait till they got to the red and like wow. the worst parts, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And now we're seeing that slow like push where people are actually coming when they're orange and yellow and we can actually get benefit from mental health services sooner than later. Because once you get into the red, you're absolutely right. It takes a lot more time and intensive work to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm grateful people are coming out and they're they're also realizing getting treatment earlier and, and seeking help earlier, there's no shame, there's no stigma, right. and it's it's better for you. It's better right. for you long-term. Only 15% of the population actually falls into the green. 
just FYI. So no if, if you're feeling okay. like it's okay. everywhere, okay. that's also another thing to consider. It is everywhere. And I think the other part that's hard is everyone's taught. I think more people, I should say more people, not everyone, mm-hmm. more are talking about it. Right. So it might feel like a bigger problem too, because we're actually dealing with talking it. Talking about it. Okay. We're not just putting it under the rug and hiding it in our, you know, marriage issues and substance abuse right. and other things that I mean, people can cover up stuff for years and years and years and years. So I think hearing about it more can make it feel like more of an issue too, Okay. right? Yep. And I want to give you credit because I think that doing that work, we're still learning a lot in our fields. There's still not enough folks getting the treatment that they need as far as doing medication management and working with the therapist long-term, long enough term to see those results Mm -hmm. and to actually do that work in healing because it takes time and it's, it's hard in our, in our culture, a lot of people, they want a pill or they want that quick fix, but mental health is, is a journey for many of us. And sometimes we can have seasons where we work through something and then we're good for a few years and then something comes up and, and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden we're like, wow, I feel like I'm, I'm dealing with that that same thing, but maybe in a different way and on a different level. And so I think the more that folks can just acknowledge that and seek resources and help and really do that work, the better we'll get. But culturally, there's some issues that we have going on too, where I think instead of turning to humans and community, which is also very good for our mental health, Mm -hmm. people are turning more to technology and, Mm. and being more isolated. Wow. And so... I mean, we could probably have a whole podcast right, on that yeah, question. That's yeah. a that's a really great question. But wow. there's there's so many different factors that I think probably play into why it feels like this is just such an overwhelming issue. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, most like you said, more people are talking about it, and even when police officers they're they're called to deal with a mentally challenged person, and mm-hmm. and the caller will say he or she has issues. And the police have to go, right. you know, <laughs> that's, right. if they haven't had that training, I imagine that is a tough gig to go try to uh, deal with that issue at the time. So I was just wondering what you thought about that. Okay. You're buying companies left and right. <laughs> left and right. Um. Uh, what's <laughs> no, next? Just left. <laughs> just left. Just, just a couple left, of weeks ago left. Uh, what's next? Do you see a growth pattern for your company or... You're good for a minute. I do see a growth pattern. However, I couldn't tell you exactly what that oh, looks yeah. like. And I think I, because we just newly acquired new perspectives, we are still in that phase of, again, kind of learn. That's our new thing that we are tackling and learning and growing into. Um, and I think from there, we'll see. But I, I definitely know we have that uh definitely have that entrepreneurial spirit and that growth spirit. That's definitely part of where I'm at. And I'm going to keep chasing that. Excellent. As you should. Congratulations on that E. Thank you. It's time for word association. Okay. You've been dealing with Ebony a long time and it's, I know it's brutal, but it is what it is. She's loved every minute. (laughs) Thank you. Wonderful. Now we're going to do some word association. It's ought to be interesting. It will be. Yeah. She's supposed to be the one doing this, right? Uh-huh. On me, maybe. <laughs> so the conversation. I'll <laughs> uh, give you one word to give me one word back. That's not wrong because it's your word. Are you ready? Sure. Let's do it. Leader. Mm, empowered. Success. 
Long-term. College. Growth. Failure. Okay. Nice. Entrepreneur. Chaser. I would have a long, I'd have a hard time with the okay part on failure, but she was good with it. Uh, Wichita. Growing. Vacation. Fun. Hero. Hmm. Leader? I don't know. That's good. You got me there. Excellent. Wichita <laughs> Chamber. Fun. Family. Also fun. <laughs> Just all my responses will be yeah. fun. All they, will, they will all be fun from Here now on. Here we go. Fun. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the word for you. Fun. fun. <laughs> hmm. A vacation just came to mind again. Excellent. Apparently, I think all words are the same <laughs> in my brain right now. <laughs> nice. Last but not least, and you have to tell the truth. Okay. Beverage. Water, because it's right in front of me. Okay. Well, or coffee. Well, that's my that's my other jam. That's Let's be real. That's your other yeah. jam. Yep. Excellent. Thank you for coming in and hanging with us. Truly appreciate it. Congratulations on your hey. acquisition. Yes. Thank you. Congrats. This has been really fun. Thank you. Thank I hope you, you enjoyed your time with us. I did. That word association, though, man. <laughs> I felt like I was on the hot seat. Well, you made yeah, it you through. Are. You yeah. made it through. <laughs> you did well. Well, friends, we've come to the end of today's segment. If you would, please like us, share us, and make certain you leave us a comment. Let us know who you want to hear from next. Till next time. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T -T at wichitachamber.org.